Let's get it, y'all. I am way too excited. Like, I'm scream whispering right now because I don't want to scream in your ear because I'm that excited. The Straight Up Podcast, the one that you love, the one you listen to right now, is now a part of the Grove Day Podcast Network. You heard me. I told y'all we turn it up this year. And guess what? A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world, change to the world, impact to the world, and support shows and brands we believe in. That's why I'm a part of Growth Day. It's all about empowering people, impacting people, and bringing change to this world. But listen, one of my friends is a part of this network, and I need you to go show some love. Subscribe to her show. Earn your happy with Lori Harder. Okay, Lori is going to make you go harder in every area of your life. She's a brilliant mind, a brilliant spirit, a brilliant human. I know you're going to love her. I know you're going to love her show. That's Earn Your Happy with Lori Harder. Go subscribe today and watch your life be changed. Hey, today's episode is amazing. I had an incredible conversation with a good friend. And this friend is making tremendous impact in this world. Her new book just released. It's already a bestseller. It just released called Radical Confidence. The book is amazing. Our conversation today, I know you're going to get so much out of it. Make sure you get her new book. Make sure you follow her. And who's this person? None other than Lisa Bilyeu. Let's get it. Hey, what's up? This is Trent Shelton. Some people know me as an author, as a speaker, as an athlete. Some people know me as the guy whose videos pop up in their social media feeds. But at the end of the day, I'm simply a man on a mission. I want to help you transform your life using the exact tools I use to transform mine. I won't say I have all the answers, but I will do everything I can to help you find yours. My goal isn't to reach millions. My goal is to reach you. Welcome to Straight Up. Let's get it. y'all welcome to today's episode of the straight up podcast as a lot of you can see i have a guest and this guest is incredible and a lot of you know i don't do a lot of guests on my podcast it's usually me but the guests that i do bring on are people that i'm either one inspired by two that i personally know and three most importantly they're just straight up and i know their story i know their transparency will impact your life and this particular guest is all three of those and more and she's a near and dear friend. I'm sure a lot of you already know her, but for you guys that don't, here is Lisa Billy. What up, Lisa? How you doing? Oh my God, Trent. <laughs> it's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. I literally said before we started recording, just seeing your smile, like it's so infectious that I almost like my cheeks are already hurting. I'm, small, I'm smiling so much that I'm looking at you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that, man. Um, it feels good to actually find my smile again and actually like it be real. I mean, this past year was tough, but you know, it's progressive and we're in a new place and I'm excited because you have a book, which we're going to talk a lot about, but I definitely just want to dive into your heart a bit. And I know you have so much to share from, I mean, from business to personal, uh, so many things in your life, me knowing you, I don't even think we have enough time in this episode to cover everything. So I'm sure we're going to do a part two at some point, but I want to start here. I was telling you this before we started and how, perfect this timing is. So today's Wednesday, this episode will come out, I mean, today's Thursday, this episode will come out next uh, next Wednesday. And so yesterday, 
I recorded an episode and it's going to trip you out because the subtitle of your book is exactly this. I recorded the episode called Be Your Hero. Really, it's Be Your Own Hero, mm -hmm. but Be Your Hero fit better in the title. So I just cut out the own. So it's Be Your Hero. And I was working out in Vegas. I was in Vegas for the draft and I was working out and I just had that thought like, man, like my life changed when like I became my own hero. And Lisa, what's crazy is that I've asked probably 10 to 15 people this question. I've asked them like, who's the hero in your life? And people said their mom, their dad, and their brother, their sister, or some mentor online, which is all great. But the common denominator at 10 out of 10, 15 out of 15, they didn't list themselves as their own hero. And so the subtitle of your book is like becoming your own hero. Why is yeah. that important to you? And how has that mindset been able to change your life? Oh, Trent, thank you so much. So yeah, the, the subtitle was really important. And it was the thing that I have started to say a lot recently. And in fact, since I started my show, Women of Impact, and where that came from is, you, you know, me and my husband, Tom. And so we're very, very close. We've been business partners and we're about to celebrate our 20 year wedding anniversary. So we've been together for a really long time. Now, when at the age of 21, I'm young, you know, we grow together. And so I always saw him as being my hero. He was the guy that if I needed something um, and I was really stuck, like he was the one I would always turn to. And I loved that. I was like, this is a great relationship. I can turn to my partner. Until one day I had um, massive health issues. And so I've really been struggling for about six years, massive health issues. And when it first happened, that first year, I was so underweight because I could barely eat anything. So I was 20 pounds lighter than I am now. My hair was falling out. My nails were brittle. Um, I had really, really bad gut issues. And so in the midst of all of this, the first year, I would get like the worst stomach cramps, like out of the blue, and it would literally push, um, I would fall to my knees. And so there's one day, I've got this photo shoot, I think I'm okay, I think my health is great, I've really tried to take care of myself that day, and I start to feel my stomach get really cramped. And so I tried, of course, I'm trying not to like embarrass myself in the, those moments, obviously I don't feel like that now, but I was like, oh, I can't show weakness in front of the team, so I must leave the room. So I literally excused myself, ran up to my bedroom and fell on the floor. And I clutched my stomach so much, I could barely breathe. I was like trying to take deep breaths. I didn't know what was going on. So I pick up my phone and I start calling Tom. Now Tom's in a different part of the house and we have a rule as partners and as um, business partners. I can call him once, he can call me once, we can ignore the phone call. We can call each other twice. If we're busy, we can ignore the phone call. On number three, if I call him, it means emergency. I don't care what you're doing. Even if you're interviewing the president of the United States, if I call you three times, you better say, sorry, I gotta go. Like that's just our pinky swear rule that we've made. I that way that. I know as his wife, if I need him, that he doesn't mistake me calling him as his business partner. So mm. we have this rule. So I'm on the floor, I'm clutching my stomach. I mean, utter agony. I pick up my phone and I'm like, I need my husband, I need my husband. And I'm calling him. I call once, he ignores me. I call twice, he ignores me. And I was like, okay, he's going to pick up the third time. I call the third time, he ignores me. Trent, he doesn't answer the phone. So here I am on the floor, this whole time going, I need my husband, I need my husband. And in this moment, my, um, my crutch, my safety net wasn't there. And so in that moment, I had a decision. Okay, I can stay on the bathroom floor or I can realize I actually don't need my husband. I want my husband. I love my husband, but I don't need him. Lisa, get the F up. 
You are your own damn hero. Stop waiting for someone else to rescue you. And in that moment, I got back up. I took deep breaths. I went back downstairs. I finished the photo shoot. And right afterwards, Tom comes up. He's like, oh my God, babe, I just saw your missed call. And I was like, babe, I got this. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, I'm my own hero. I've got this. And that, that moment was the pivoting moment of my life that I realized in so many different areas, I'm looking outside myself. In my relationship, I'm looking to Tom to bring something. In business, right? How many times you're like, oh, well, is this the right partner? Well, what are you bringing to the table? Are you your own hero? Are you looking for you at you first when you're looking at how quickly your business is growing? And from that day forward, I started to think of myself as my own hero. I need to stop waiting for the outside world to bring anything to my life. And just like a hero, put on your cape and show people what you're made of. That doesn't mean that you don't have flaws. That doesn't mean just like Superman, you're not going to have kryptonite, which means you've got weaknesses. I just accept that in myself. But I really do. That was the moment that changed my life and my belief in myself. Oh, my gosh. Lisa, like... I, I know people right now listen to this episode, this and that moment. First of all, I think it's super dope with the three uh, phone call room. Maria's, <laughs> we're going to have to adopt that for sure. Because sometimes Maria calls me on one. I'm like, okay, it's emergency. And she's like, oh, I just wanted to say hi. And I'm like, I love that. But I'm like in the middle of something right now. So, so And I'm sure it's vice versa. So I love that rule. And, you know, you said something that, that a lot of people need to hear. Because I definitely feel like this. I mean, even my past year of me going through what I went through, I realized that nobody was really coming to save me. Yes, there are people who cared about me, checked up on me. No matter what, I had to do the work. No matter what, how many people wanted to help me, I still had to help myself. And I mean, you know, I have a tagline that says it all starts with you. And there's a lot of people right now listening to this episode, listen to this podcast that feel paralyzed because they're waiting on somebody to support them. They're waiting on somebody to believe in them. They're waiting on somebody to help them. And I know this sounds kind of rude, but I tell people all the time, some of you are literally going to die waiting. You're going to die waiting on whatever that thing is and not actually take ownership in your own rescue, not take owner, mm -hmm. take ownership in your own progression. And so your book is called uh, Radical Confidence, right? Not like yeah. little confidence, like radical <laughs> <laughs> confidence, like that's maximum confidence. And confidence is so important. I mean, just to, if you don't have 100% confidence in some things, whether it's sports, you might not make the team. Whether it's going to ask a girl out or a guy out, you know, maybe that little bit of confidence or a job interview. And so my question to you is, how did you find or build the radical confidence that you have? Because you have it. Like, I can see it in your soul. I can see it in your heart. I can see it when you speak. I can see it how you live your everyday life. And there's somebody out there right now that's in the midst of their struggle, that's on that ground looking for help. How do you find that confidence in the midst of your storm to say, you know what, I'm going to do my damn part. I'm going to be my best friend right now. I'm going to be my support system and I'm going to make this happen with my life. Oh, such a great question. And here's the thing. I'm actually going to throw you a curveball. So radical confidence to me is what I needed and what I used to go from being stuck for eight years where I was just supporting my husband. I let go mm. of all my hopes, my dreams, who Lisa was, what Lisa wanted, because I slipped into the mindset of I was going to be a great supportive 
wife. That was what I was taught as a child, as a good Greek woman, as a Greek, good Greek Orthodox woman. That was going to be my future. So for eight years, I did do that. I was a stay-at-home wife and I supported my husband. And now people look at me and what they ask me is, where did you get your confidence from to go from that to where you are today? And here's the, the curveball trend. It, it wasn't confidence. I was scared every step of the way. Writing this book, I was petrified. And that was a year and a half ago after I've already built a billion dollar company and built Impact Theory that where we've got you know over 500 million views in our content. And so that's why I wrote the book about radical confidence because people look at me and they go, where do you, you know, how can I build your confidence like you? Trent, I want to literally look over my shoulder and like, who are you talking to? Because if you heard, the voice in my head, if you heard how mean she was to me, the ego, right? The, the noise that keeps telling me I'm no good. Who do I think I am to write a book? Who do I think I am to start my own company? That is still there. And so what I realized was people saw me act. People saw me move forward. People sh saw me show up. And they think it's because I have the confidence. But what I, that, why I wrote the book is to say, actually, you don't need the confidence to get started. The confidence comes along the way. And to your point where we just keep waiting, I was waiting for eight years for that when. I was waiting for when I had the confidence I'm going to make a change in my life. When I have the finances, I'm going to make a change in my life. When my husband is happy, right? The when. And to your point, uh, Trent, what if the when never comes? Mm. And so if the when never comes, that's where part of me was like, I have to save myself. I have to be the one that is speaking up saying I am unhappy, even if I don't have the confidence. Because the confidence to me is what we wait for in order to do something, right? People want confidence to go for the playoffs. People want confidence to step on stage. People want confidence to write a book. And so if I waited for the confidence to do any of those things, I wouldn't have get, gotten started. So what radical confidence is, is creating a set of tools, creating a game plan so that every time you feel scared, every time that voice in your head is telling you you're no good, you've got a game plan that you can go back to. Because for me, I couldn't stop that mean girl in my head telling me I wasn't any good. And so I had a choice. I can either let my ego take over, and that means I won't get in uncomfortable situations, or I can say, this is my goal, and it's worth me overcoming the fear. So now, what I do in those situations, right, is I just look with no judgment. All right, you've got your ego here. They don't, let's just say your goal is to get on stage, because I think that that's something that a lot of us get scared over. So let's say you're like, I want to create impact. Great. You know your mission. You look at speaking on stage. You're like, would getting on stage be part of my mission? Does that help? Yes or no? Yes, because you're impacting people on stage. Amazing. Why am I not getting on stage? Because I'm petrified. Okay. Now with no judgment, what is more important? Being petrified and listening to your ego and not getting on stage or getting on stage because of your goal. Now, the reason why you have to make it binary is because in those moments, if you choose to get on stage, your ego is still going to be with you. So now what you need is a game plan. You need ways to overcome those hurdles that you face. So for me, even just one small little decision is just saying yes to a speaking gig was petrifying. Petrifying to the point where I just kept saying no. I was like, no, why would I ever do that? <laughs> so once I decided, oh, my goal is to create impact. Oh, getting on stage helps that. Okay, how do I overcome the fear? 
because I want to. I'm just too scared. So I just said, don't go all the way to getting on stage. Create a game plan. Step one, just say yes. Okay, how am I going to say yes when I'm this scared? Oh, well, hang on. What if I tell my team that the very next offer, speaking gig I get, they have to say yes. Now I've eliminated the angst of me debating whether I should or not. I've made the decision where before I have the angst with clear mind that it's my North Star that's going to help me create impact. So now I've created a tactic, have my team say yes. Now I can't bulk. I can't like say no. So I just put these little tactics one by one in place so that I get closer to doing that, to getting on stage. And then the other little thing is, you mentioned earlier, that voice in the head that's saying, the ego, you're no good. The one thing I realized, I call her the B-I-T-C-H in my head. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not sure if I can swear on this podcast, so I thought spelling it would be better. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, that's what I call her. It's like, what if, because she's very mean, she's very hurtful, yeah. the, the negative voice in my head. What if I could listen to her? What if I could make my kryptonite my superpower. What would that mm. actually look like? Okay, well, she's telling me all the reasons why I shouldn't get in front of the camera or all the reasons why I shouldn't get on stage. Right now, it's being, um, it's paralyzing me. It's stopping me from doing what I need. So how do I reframe this? What if she was my BFF? What if, just like your partner, right? Like with Tom, it's like you with Maria. Don't you turn to her to tell you the truth even when you don't really want, like, it's hard to hear. Like, you want her to be honest with you. You want her to say, hey, I love you. And you said this is what you want. And right now, you're not actually acting in accordance. And you don't want her to say it, but she's holding you accountable. And maybe you really want that. That's what I thought about my mindset. I was like, what if this negative voice could be my best friend? What if she's actually just trying to guide me and warn me? What would that look like? So I metaphorically put my arm around her and was like, come on, love, like, come and sit on the couch and let me give you a cup of tea. What are you trying to tell me? And in that moment, I just let her speak. And this was very specifically that I lay out in the book, like the very small tactics of how I got over it to get in front of the camera. Because I was so petrified about getting in front of the camera because I was like, I'm not as good as Tom. I don't know what I'm doing. So I let the voice speak. What is it worried about? You don't know how to host a show. Okay, she's actually right. I don't know how to host the show. So she's actually not being mean. She's making me aware of what I'm about to face and how inadequate I really am. Now, if I can see that as a blessing, now what I say is, oh, I need to practice. I need to research. I need to look at all the people that are amazing. And I need to go in there with the best of my ability, having got the practice um, and the knowledge I possibly can. Second of all, she's like, this is your first time. You don't know what you're doing. Oh, this is my first time. I don't know what I'm doing. So maybe I need to give myself grace right now. Maybe I need to tell myself right now that it's day one. When you turn up at college, like I went to film school, on day one, it's not like your teachers turn around to you and it's like, all right, you're like Steven Spielberg, right? You're going to be that good. No, they go, oh, it's your day one. You don't know what you're doing. Let me guide you. But for some reason, when we're adults and we're trying anything new, whether it's business, we fear that day one. And so I just reminded myself, the voice in my head is trying to tell me it's my day one. So now, how do I use that to motivate me? And I say, great, just like in school, day one is a lesson. 
which means I'm going to fail, which means I'm going to fall. But just like in school, I can take those lessons with me. So I took this negative mindset, this negative voice in my head that kept holding me back, that was telling me I was no good, that was emphasizing that I need to protect my ego. I used her as a freaking superpower. And what I did, my one of my favorite movies of all time is Karate Kid. I used it as like the wax on and the wax off. Yeah. And I just kept practicing to where you see the person today who can sit in front of you, Trent, who's so incredible. Like I so admire you and your mindset and what you've achieved and how you show up every day. But I can show up in front of you and talk to you now after three years of doing the wax on, wax off and not feel nervous. But I never want people to see the person I am today and judge maybe their day one with my three years in. Man, that that is so so important especially in the social media world that we live in because some people never start because they're looking at you know even people with me they're like um i could never tell that you were nervous you're in your biggest fear because you're coming on my day my year five or my year six mm -hmm. and what i love that you said lisa and people have to understand this I always say i like to say positive fear because there is negative fears in the world that keep you from getting hurt but fear um nervousness all these things that keep us from our greatness is a compass. So anytime I feel fearful and I know it's something I should be doing, I'm like, I have to do this because I know on the other side, there's greatness. I know on the other side, there's impact. I know on the other side, there's growth. And so I want people like, as you said, to, to make that voice your BFF and that voice. And I love that you said that too, because it is telling you the truth. You are just starting. And the powerful thing that people need to understand, like you talked about how, you know, you're not Tom, you're not, are you not whoever else in the world? You're not me. And that's what it's supposed to be because there's people in the world right now that could never relate to me, but they can relate mm -hmm. to Lisa. There's people in the world that can never relate to you that can relate to me. We all have our part in sharing our story and sharing our voice. And I want to ask you this because, and it's kind of taking a turn right here. There, there, there are a lot of people in a place where, you know, um, just they are scared. They're scared of growth. They're scared of moving forward. They're scared of progressing because I think a lot of people, yes, it is the internal battle, but also it's the external fear that once I do this, once I move forward, once I tell my story, once I progress my life, like success for me, a lot of times in a big part of my life, I was afraid of it because every step of success that I made in my life, I've lost something or lost someone I cared about. So I want to ask you this question, like, you guys sold Quest for how much was it? A billion dollars. A billion, like a B, big B, a billion, <laughs> all right, a billion, all right? I want people to hear that, like a billion dollars, okay? So it's a, oh, it's a lot of a question I want to ask you in this. But the first one is, in that happening, because you talk about this in your book, you talk about the people around you, you talk about your environment. Um, and when that happened, um, as the growth happened, as the change happened, even you can talk about your journey now, how hard was that for you? Did things change around you? A lot of people say, oh, you changed. But what happens is a lot of things and people's expectations change around you. So can you just speak to the person that's going through some type of change in their life that they're afraid to go through because of what might change that surrounds their life? Oh, that's so interesting. So I want to first address that you said that your worry like is success. It never dawned on me. Like that's actually a really fascinating thing. And do you think that that happened though through experience or did you have that before you were successful? 
Yeah, just with sports. I mean, ever since NFL, ever since college, uh, even high school, as I got a D1 scholarship, right, to play at Baylor, I lost friends. Mm. Jealousy came. As I went oh. to the NFL, I lost people. Like, people's expectations mm. of me changed. So it really That's held me it. back. Like, I would literally, like, not be as successful as I could because I tied success to pain to loss for so long. Wow. Dude, that's so strong. I just want to take a minute because, like, it you totally threw me off. I didn't expect you to say that. So <laughs> that's so powerful. Um, there's a couple of things that come to mind as you say that. So number one, I think of success like money and like a superpower. It can be used for good. It can be used for bad. It's all up to the individual. So if it's like I, I, I'm successful, how do I show up every day? That's... Um, there's going to be people that um, find it uncomfortable. There's going to be people that won't accept you. Now, look, I always try to approach that with um, compassion because usually it's a reflection of how they feel about themselves. So if they see you grow, then maybe they, they are feeling the reflection that they are not. So I just try to give people compassion with it, but I don't try to apologize for it. Um, that's really important as well because no one knows the struggles that I've been behind the scenes. No one knows the hard days, the days where no one sees that you have to do all the mindset work to show up. And so there's no way I'm going to let somebody else's opinion of who I am dictate how I feel about myself and how proud I am that I have overcome those things. Now, look, again, I try to approach people with a compassion, people in my life. I try to be very transparent and very honest about why I do things, why I say things, why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I wrote the book. Like I have a North Star and I go, you can either get on board or I will respectfully, you know, um, appreciate you not getting on board. Like I don't judge anybody for it, but I won't make excuses for it. And I used to, right. It's like, you want to make people happy. You want to, um, you know, be the people pleaser. and God forbid you make people in your life uncomfortable. Now I, that, that's kind of like what I hear you saying slightly where you're saying about your success, where it's, yeah. you know, you've got friends that you love dearly, but if you have more money and you start to get more wealthy and they don't, it becomes uncomfortable. There's a lot of things that go along with growth and business, even mindset. And so I just, I try to always work internally first. And so by that, I'm just like, how do I feel about the success? I need to be proud of myself. So many of us don't give ourselves the pat on the back that, you know, it, like, because we just keep on going, we have these big goals, we have the things so we don't pause. And so one, I've learned to give myself like, the pat on the back and not look elsewhere, because to your point about success, it's so important, Trent. Like, it actually breaks my heart that you're not able to celebrate that. Because all the things you've had to fight for, those times where you get up on those hard days and you don't celebrate the fact that you even just got out of bed that day, like, I think you're actually doing yourself a massive disservice. And I used to be the same person. I totally understand all the emotions that come with everything. But I just say, does this serve me? And when I say serve me, serve me what I'm trying to do in the world. And so when I look at the impact, so I have a mission and my mission is very succinct. I think everybody needs to have a mission so they know what that North Star is. So my mission is to create content that impacts a 14-year-old girl so she doesn't have to spend the next 20 years unwiring the negative mindset I've had to do. Now, every time I think about success, I think about failure, I think about anything, I just say, does this align with my North Star? Because I wouldn't worry about success if I got to my real mission. And so as I'm on that mission, if I did a piece of content, let's say, 
but that's part of my mission because I said I'd create content that impacts the 14-year-old girl. So if I did a piece of content that did very well and it's successful, by golly, Trent, I think it's important to pause and say, yes, this was amazing. Yes, this succeeded. I put in the hard work. I know my why. I know that I'm serving people. And right now, I need to accept the success because if it's a lifelong journey, if we are all in it for the, truly the lifelong journey of creating impact in the world, how on earth are you going to sustain that mm. if you don't look at the small successes and the impact you're having on people? Now, look, there's a massive difference between that and being egotistical, right? There's a huge difference between that. But I think it's beautiful, Trent, for you to show your successes for all those other kids out there that have been where you've been and never and still now today don't believe it's possible. If you're able to talk about their successes and say why it's beautiful, I think that could be really serve people. Um, so that's really important for me to say. And then the last piece of success I just want to say is it's not guaranteed. Mm. Even though I've built two companies and, you know, on this episode, they're successful. My next mission, this book, isn't guaranteed. So when I started writing this book, I go in, like uh, how I said, I'm. it's day one, I'm learning, I'm petrified, I have no idea what I'm doing, I don't have confidence writing the book, but I stay aligned with that mission, I have that 14-year-old girl in my head, I know my why, and so I, I want it to succeed because I've attached my heart with the person not with the external validation i'm going to get from the word success mm -hmm. that's oh man that is so so important and it, it goes right into this question that i want to ask you because you've experienced right um a lot of people like just myself i can speak like you've experienced i like to say the well, maybe it's the British dream, but the American dream, right? It's, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you've experienced, you know, massive success, right? Um, from, from finances to significance to all these things that the world says, like, if you have these things, you know, mm. um, you'll be fulfilled. And I can say, you know, I mean, I, it's more than that. And that's what you were just explaining. It's more than that. It's more than external success. It's about the internal success. And so, when I was able to change that dialogue and change the meaning to success, it changed my life and it changed the outlook of how I view my success and view my progression. The question I want to ask you is this is where, what fulfills you? What fulfills Lisa, right? Um, what is that in your heart? Because I feel like inner peace fulfillment is a new success, right? I feel like, mm. you know, being whole inside, no matter what you have or don't you have, what you don't have externally, um, one of the things that I love to say, Lisa, is um, peace. Well, everything without peace means nothing. And even a nothing with peace means everything. So hmm. what's your everything, that fulfillment for you, the thing that fulfills you and fulfills your heart and fulfills your soul and makes you have peace in your life? Oh, such a great question. Now, I could go into, you know, impact and things like that. But the yeah. truth is, that can only come after excitement and laughter are the first two words that came to mind when you mm. said, what is that thing? Because I can't create impact if I'm not excited about it, if I'm not having fun along the way. So there's all these things, right? My mission and why I show up every day. But the truth is, if I'm miserable, 
none of that matters. Creating impact doesn't matter if, I can't, if I'm not even happy myself. And so when I really think about excitement and laughter, laughter specifically, because I'm such a data-driven person that I just go, laughter is a metric. Right, you even said when we first joined, just seeing you smile, and you said, you know what, that I've gotten to the place where now I can smile again. Yeah. Right, so like, how do we know that we're doing things that we love? We can the 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 voice in my head can convince me a lot of things. So I almost like know that sometimes I can't trust her um, because I can go on the grind and say, but this is for the greater good, and yet I'm miserable. So when I think about what's that North Star, how do I know every day that I'm actually doing what fills me up? It's laughter. So when I'm laughing a lot, I'm like, okay, whatever I'm doing right now, I feel happy. I feel content. So I was saying to Tom before, like this morning, because he's like, are you stressed? How do you feel? The book launches very soon. And I was like, what's weird is I'm so happy. Like I've got so much work to do and I'm so tired, but I'm like, (laughs) I'm so happy, Trent. And I'm just like, it's, I'm surprised by it. Because so how many of our friends, we know so many amazing people that have written books and it's like the worst time of their life because there's so much stress. Yeah. And so I was like, but I just feel happy. And I realized it was because before I started on this journey of writing the book, I really tied my heart to why I was doing it and to make sure part of my North Star, part of my metric is loving life. When I was writing this book, like, Lisa, if you write this book, you have to love it. Even if you're bad at it, you have to love it. Okay, great. What does that actually mean? That I'm waking up every day with a light heart. Okay, what does that mean? Right? And that's, this is how I think. I, like, strip back. Okay, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? How am I going to know if I'm on the path? And so laughter, right, kind of going to how do you actually know, oh, if I've just laughed a lot today, I know I'm doing the right thing. So that really fills me up to be able to show up for everyone else. Because for those eight years where I was at home, cooking, cleaning, serving my husband, the amount of times I never looked inside, I would say, well, if my husband's happy, then I'm happy. If he, you know, if he has a good day, then I've had a good day. And that's a me thing. That isn't a him thing. That was like the way that I thought about life. And I never stopped and paused. But what actually makes me happy? And so for eight years, what I call in the book, I was stuck in what I call purgatory of the mundane. My life was just mundane enough. I never hit rock bottom, so it never pushed me to do something different, right? How many people do we know hit rock bottom? And that's when they make the change because it's like, well, I had nothing else to lose. But what about the hundreds of millions of people like myself who were stuck in a life of purgatory over the mundane where we weren't laughing, but nothing was bad. Mm. And because of that, that mundaneness kept me And every day I was dismissing my unhappiness. And I was actually, Trent, I was using gratitude as a way. Like when I first started doing it and I wasn't really enjoying it, I was using gratitude. Like, oh, well, you know, we all know the importance of gratitude. When you're feeling badly about something, use something to remind yourself how beautiful life can be. I think it's so powerful. So for me, I was reminding myself, hey, look, you know, you may not be enjoying life. You kind of just have written your life off as just being fine, good enough. Um, And I'm using gratitude. Remember, Lisa, you have a husband that loves you. So many people don't. Hey, Lisa, remember, you know, you may be unhappy, but you have a roof over your head. You know, so many people don't. And that was a beautiful reminder. The problem is, Trent, when you do that time and time again, day after day after day, seven, eight years later, now what's happened is the gratitude has actually stopped you from addressing your root unhappiness. 
And I feel like I've kind of gone off tangent a little from your question, but like going to success, it's almost like, it's not a thing about, um, you know, amount in your bank account. To me, it's not about the accolades. It really is about, do you wake up every day freaking loving your life and loving, even if it's hard, right? Like, I mean, I'm like, I have the most weight I've ever had to carry in my whole career and I'm laughing the most. So I'm not even talking about how hard it is. I'm just talking about the pure of heart because the book may tank. And right now I'm having so much fun. I'm not even thinking about it. So success, I really want people to think about what that means to them. And when it's money in the bank account, that isn't going to change how you feel about yourself. That isn't going to change how much you laugh. And because I was so stuck for eight years in purgatory of the mundane, you better believe I need something to make sure that signifies and lets me know that Lisa is happy. I just want to let it breathe and like, I want to just leave it right there because as well as myself, and I know so many people needed exactly those words. And before we, we, we leave Lisa, I want you to, your book is coming out May 10th, Radical Confidence. Um, you talked about the 14 year old girl that might need this or any woman or a man, yeah. it doesn't matter. I feel like the world needs your book. Yeah. Why? In a minute or so, why yeah. does someone need your book, Radical Confidence? So they don't spend eight years like I did waiting for the when to come. So someone right now, they are using confidence, can I say, as an excuse. I, I mean that with all the love in my heart. They are using not having confidence as an excuse to not move forward. And the most enlightening and beautiful message that I can give is you don't need confidence to get started. You need radical confidence, which means bring your fears along, bring your insecurities along, bring your inadequacies along, because we're going to step-by-step step know how to take the, um, the movement forward into the life we want. And that means being scared and doing it anyway with a blueprint. I want to emphasize with a blueprint. Because just telling people to be scared and do it anyway, when you've got crippling anxiety, that doesn't help. But when someone says, hey, do it anyway, and all you have to do today is wake up and send this one person a message, right? Like the small stepping stones that we can take in our lives is what exactly brings us to develop competence. And it's the competence that eventually brings the confidence. Ah, that's so perfect. Lisa, I appreciate you. And everybody listening to this right now, get this book. This, I like to say impact. It's not even a book. It's impact. It's inspiration. It's life-changing um, for your friends, for your mother, for everybody, your school. Everybody needs this because Lisa is a person. And you guys know this. I only have to say this because she's on this podcast. But she's a human being that I love to be around. I mean, when she talks about mm -hmm. laughter, it's in her soul. It's who she is. And she is the real deal she's so straight up so lisa i thank you for your time where can people follow you at thank you so much friend i love you so much <laughs> you and your wife are amazing um if they can follow me at, at lisa billu um on instagram and tiktok but if they're looking to get the book radicalconfidence.com is the best place to go there we have it and woman of impact theory right yeah women of impact yeah there we go youtube check it out on youtube um, it's amazing so Lisa, thank, thank you. you. I appreciate you. And everybody listening, like we always say, it all starts with you. It's rehab time. Let's get it straight up.
hey, I want to make sure you got my phone number. Like, for real, for real. No kidding. Did you even know that I have a community text number? And if you don't, where have you been? So go ahead, take out your pen and paper, take out your phone, and write this number down. My phone number is 817-242, yep, 2719. I'm going to repeat it for you. 817-242-2719. People always ask, Trent, how did you get that community text number and how does it work? Well, today's your lucky day. Go to community.com and go get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using texting. People just text you at the number, they're added to the group, and then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. Like you already know, I text out podcast links, random things about life, I text out surprises, all the things that I don't post anywhere else except my rehabber text community. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly to you. And guess what? Now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your number. They'll give you a 10-digit real phone number. Not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than just a number, y'all. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS texting. This means you can actually manage your text links from your community and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts at certain times to certain groups. It even comes with auto-replies, so many things. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your phone number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for just that. So go to check them out at community.com. That's community.com. Let's get it. Hey, y'all, what's up? I'm super excited to share this with y'all. I need like a drum roll. I need like a band. But listen, this podcast, the Straight Up Podcast, is now a part of the Growth Day Network. I told y'all maybe turn it up this year. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world, purpose to the world, impact to the world, and to support shows and brands we believe in. That's why I'm a part of Growth Day. It's all about purpose. It's all about power. It's all about impact. And guess what? One of my friends, one of my homies is on this network also, and I need you to go subscribe to their show, The Boss Bay Podcast. I'm sure you already heard of it, but if you haven't, here you go. Natalie and Danielle are amazing. The interviews are amazing. Their strategies are amazing. If you're about that growth life, The Boss Bay Podcast will grow your life, like straight up. I know you're going to love them. I know you're going to love the show. Go check it out. Go subscribe today and you will not regret it. Let's get it.